So we've been following the Apostle Paul and Barnabas on their first missionary journey. And we have found that at every opportunity, they have met opposition. But what do you do when your opposition is misconception and then it's followed by persecution? Well, let's go into today's episode and see how the Apostle Paul and Barnabas handled this opposition. Are you ready? Let's go. Okay, let's continue our opportunity, rather, meets opposition, our OMO series, and following Paul and Barnabas into the area of Lystra and Derbe. This is still chapter 14. At our last session, what we Uh, how we left Paul rather is that the people of the city were divided against Paul and Barnabas and the message that they were bringing that there was a plot to to kill them to stone them but Paul and Barnabas found out so they left that area which was Iconium and went to like Lyconian cities Lystra and Derbe So what we find, and we pick this up in verse number eight, and we're going to go down to verse number 20. So in verse number eight, we find that Lystra, in Lystra, there was a man who was crippled in his feet and he was lame from birth. So he was born this way. He had never walked. And, but this man was present where uh, Paul was speaking. Now this time it doesn't say that he was in a temple. Um, and and so I, I don't know, but here this man was, he was in attendance wherever it was that Paul was speaking and he captured Paul's attention because Paul looked directly at him and he saw that the man had faith to be healed. Now, I I don't know what that look looks like, um, but whatever it was, Holy Spirit gave some indication to Paul uh, to pay attention to this man. So he had faith. What does the Bible say? Faith comes by what? Hearing. Hearing what? The word of God. Romans 10, 17. It says faith comes by hearing. So he was listening to Paul preach. We know that Paul was preaching the word of God, not what he was thinking, not his own philosophy, but he was preaching the word of God. So this man's faith came because of the preaching of the word of God. I mean, listen, people, that's what we have to do. We have to give the folk what God says. We have to give the people what God says, because God's word, again, is the only word that will bring faith to heal, okay? That it will bring that faith that you can believe uh, that you will be delivered or set free or that God has you in his wings, that he's your protector and your confidant and your provider, you know, that when these issues of life 
arise, you know, this faith that you are anchored in, that you're standing firm in. Remember, if you don't stand firm in your faith, you won't stand at all. That even though difficulties come, you know that I can trust this God that uh, saved, that redeems, you know, that sent his son so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Okay. So let's, let's get back to this. So, and so what Paul did was when he recognized that this man had this faith, he called out to him. I mean, I don't know if that was a shout, but it was in a loud voice, stand up on your feet. You know, that was authority. Did y'all hear that? Stand up on your feet. Oh, I hope someone heard that today, that if you are down, if you're feeling low, if your burden are bogged down with some dilemma or some weight, you know, some depressive thought, whatever it is, stand up on your feet. Hallelujah. I could feel that myself. And the Bible says at that moment, the man jumped up and began to walk. If you recall, we've we uh, talked about in the previous podcast earlier in this chapter 14 that God confirmed the message that Paul and Barnabas were teaching by of his grace by enabling them to do miraculous signs and wonders. So this is a miraculous sign, y'all. This is a wonder. Here is a man who was born crippled, a man who was born uh, lame from birth, right? He, he was lame from birth. He had never walked. And now, after the preaching, after the man has heard the word of God, after he has heard the word of God, his faith is developing. He has faith or hope in what Paul and Barnabas are teaching that the Holy Spirit reveals it to Paul and Paul declares to this man by the power of God to stand to your feet. And guess what? The man jumped up and he began to walk. What a glorious moment. Can you imagine the joy in this man's heart? Can you imagine the excitement? Can you imagine the whole new world open up to this man? Now, I don't don't know how old he was. I don't even know how he got to Paul's uh, teaching, but now he has been granted liberty and freedom. He can choose where he wants to go when he wants to go. Oh, praise the Lord. Okay. So we see this, that this man is standing on his feet. He leaped or he jumped up and he began to walk. Let's go to verse number 11. Now, when the crowd saw what Paul had done, they shouted in their Lyconian language. So they, you know, they, they spoke in their language and they said, the gods have come down to us in human form. Barnabas, they call Zeus, and Paul, they call Hermes, or Hermes, however you want to say it, but I think it's Hermes, really, uh, because he was the chief speaker. So somehow Paul had be, become like the prominent or the dominant one in this uh, 
in this missionary journey, or he took the forefront and maybe Barnabas was more behind the scenes. I don't know, but he was the main speaker. That's what it says. The chief speaker, verse 13, the priest of Zeus, whose temple was just outside the city, brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. Let's go and read verse 14 and maybe we'll do 15. Uh, but when the apostles Barnabas and Paul heard of this, they tore their clothes and rushed into the crowd shouting, men, why are you doing this? We too are only men, human like you. We are bringing you good news, telling you to turn from these worthless things to the living God who made heaven and earth and sea and everything in them. Verse 16, in the past, he let all nations go their own way, yet he has not left himself without testimony. He has shown kindness by giving you rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Even with these words, this is verse number 18, they had difficulty keeping the crowd from sacrificing to them. Okay, so let's go and see. Paul and Barnabas have performed now a miracle, right? They have performed a miracle by the hand of the Holy Spirit. And when the people see it, you know, they begin to shout praises in their own language. And but what they say is that the gods have come down to us in human form. You know, they saw this, but here is the problem. Here is the problem. Can y'all hear me? The problem is, even though they saw this miracle, even though they heard the message, Paul and Barnabas were speaking about the one and true God, but these people, their idea of God remained the same. What is this opposition? This opposition is misconception. That's what this opposition is. It is misunderstanding. It's an unbelief. You know, this misconception is like, it, it's a view or an opinion that is incorrect. It, it, it's faulty. It's faulty thinking. It's faulty understanding. The people heard the message. I'm sure Paul mentioned Jesus. I'm sure Paul talked about how God sent his son and um, let him die on a cross, taking our sins with him, suffering, you know, the shame and the pain and the humiliation of our transgressions. I'm sure Paul talked about how he was crucified for that and how he was buried and then on the third day rose with all power in his hand. I'm sure Paul talked about how, you know, God has commissioned us now to spread this gospel about Jesus and how God is welcoming us into his family. How did they not hear? There's a preacher there. There's this misconception. There's this misunderstanding. And they said in their minds that this was their God. You know, they spoke in their language, um, in their Lyconian language, 
help. Let me see. How do I want to say this? They, they just did not recognize at that point that this was not their God. Okay. This was the real God. And Paul and Barnabas did not apparently understand the language that they were speaking at the time. Because I'm sure Paul and Barnabas probably would have stopped them in their tracks. It wasn't until um, the sacrifices were brought. Where do, where do, where do we see that? Um, it's Oh yeah, when the priests of Zeus brought bulls and wreaths to the city gates because he and the crowd wanted to offer sacrifices to them. Look at Paul and Barnabas. Barnabas and Paul, like, no, they tore their clothes. Like, you know, that's a sign of what? Uh, humility. They, they also showed them that they were men. They rushed into that crowd and they were shouting, no, 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 don't do this. And see, look at this. They, they let these people know that they were human. They were men just like them. This also gives indication that Paul and Barnabas would not take God's glory. Hear me, hear me. When people want to praise you, you better be careful. You do not take God's praise. And so they didn't. And they went on to tell them, you know, they, they said that we preach to you that you should turn from these useless things. What are these useless things? These worthless idols. They have no power. They have no authority. You know, they can't bless you. You have to carry these things around. I think there's a passage somewhere in the Bible. I, I can't recall it right now. It says you make these idols out of wood and then you got to pick it up and carry it different places, right? Why, why would you want to worship something? like that. And so he's telling them to turn, to repent from these things and to turn toward the living God or to the living God. And then he begins to tell them that this is the God who made the heavens and the earth, the sea and everything that is in them. He says, yeah, this God has allowed nations for a while to work in their own ways. But he's saying, um, where is that? He says he allowed you to, you know, to go your own ways, but he hasn't left himself without testimony. You know, God in his goodness and in his mercy, even though you were away from him, he, he still blessed you with rain and he allowed your crops to come in seasons. He allowed, you know, you to have plenty of food and he filled your hearts with joy. With joy. Now look at here. Paul was not afraid to confront the people with truth. Here is a, a, when we are opposed, sometimes we, you know, we shy away, but we can't be afraid to speak truth truth to people, truth to power, truth everywhere we go. Listen, God's word is going to stand regardless of uh, to whom you are speaking it. God's word is going to stand. So this opposition here is remaining though unchanged. They are remaining unconvinced by this truth. So Paul, again, you know, he pointed 
them to the one and true God, not the false entities that claim to be God. He also showed them God's kindness towards them again with this uh, rain and the fruitful uh, crops. Matthew chapter five, verse 45 says that, uh, and this is Jesus talking in Matthew chapter five. This is part of the Beatitudes. I, uh, you know about that sermon, right? Jesus Uh, This is Sermon on the Mount. Jesus said that the father makes his son rise on the evil and on the good. And he sends rain on the just and the unjust. That is, you know, what the father does. Even after Paul has said this, you know, these, these, this kindness that God has shown to them, after that, the people still wanted to sacrifice to them. They had some kind of blockage in their hearing, some kind of blockage that they could not allow the word to penetrate their hearts. Unlike the man who was born lame, the man who was born lame was receptive to the word and he got his healing and he got a whole new life. Um, so even though this hasn't happened, you know, Paul and Barnabas still stood despite this misconception. This is this opposition, you know, misconception um, of who God is, you know, it's not the same God. Don't let nobody tell you that, you know, no, there's only one and true God. Oh, his name is I am the great I am. Well, at least that's what he told Moses to tell the people that I am have sent you. Okay. All right. So let's go down. Let's go down. He has not. All right. So verse number 19, here comes something else, y'all. Then some Jews came from Antioch. Do y'all remember that? And Iconium. They got kicked out of Antioch. They got run away from Antioch. Iconium, and now these Jews from these two different cities have joined together and they done won the crowd over. What did I tell you about people? People are fickle. They be with you one minute and the next, mm -mm, they be yelling at you, crucify him, crucify him. You know, so they done won this crowd over. This same crowd that wanted to sacrifice to Paul and Barnabas. This same crowd that was saying that these were their gods come down in human form. Now they have been convinced by some Jews who came from Antioch and Iconium, right? That's what the Bible says. That's verse number 19. So they don't want this crowd over. And so y'all know something. Let me, let me just drop this right here for you. In Psalms 118, uh, verse number eight, it says, don't put your confidence in man. You want me to say it again? Don't put your confidence in man. It's better to trust God. Okay? Don't don't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because man will change on you. Okay? In case you didn't know that, I'm telling you. So these people, this one minute was loving them. Now they are hating them. Now look, something happened. Something happened between 19 and 19. 
and verse 20. I don't know if the plot to stone them, maybe they had picked up their, their stones over in um, Iconium because now over here in verse number 19, it says they stoned Paul and they dragged him outside the city. I don't see where, you know, there was some meeting of the minds to come together and say they were going to do this. See, they had a plot, remember, over at Iconium. And so they had those rocks. I'm just saying they had the rocks in their hands. I don't know. They had the stones in their hands. But what they did was they stoned Paul, they drug him outside the city. They left him because they thought he was dead. They thought they had gotten rid of Paul. So um, here, I want you to see something. Paul was not dead. Uh-uh. When the disciples, they gathered, this is what it says in 20, that the disciples had gathered around him and he got up and he went back into the city. He went back into the city. <laughs> Look, that that's something right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Somebody called me in the middle of this and so I had to send them a message. Okay, here we go. Um, so look, they thought he was dead. But listen, I want you to gather this point. Here is the second opposition that they have encountered in Lystra. Is that how we're going to pronounce that? Yes, Lystra. Persecution from others. You know, some who are bent on making your ministry, your mission, they're bent on making your message miserable. So here they come in the middle of your your ministry and they meddle and they stir others to join in the fight and that's exactly what these people from Antioch and Iconium did over here in uh, Lystra right and so they stoned Paul thinking he was dead but I want you to know something you cannot kill what God has set in motion it was not time for Paul to be silent no, it was not time for him to be quieted. Uh-uh. He had more messages and miracles ahead of him. That's what he had. So can you imagine how satisfied those people were when they left? They thought they had killed the message. Oh, but their satisfaction was short-lived. Somebody need to take this to heart right now. They're celebrating because they think they have killed your message, the message that God has given you. Um, the mission, whatever it is that God has given you, the gift, the talent, whatever it is that God has endowed you with, they're celebrating because they think they have crushed you. They think they have shut you up. But Paul got up. Guess what? You can get up and you can continue the message. I want you to remember this, that Okay, it says they went back into the city. They got up and went back 
into the city. They went back to the place where the people stoned them. They made it known that, hey, I'm still here. (laughs) You cannot put me away. And so they went back to the city, showed themselves. And then the next day, Paul and Barnabas left for Derby. So I want you to remember that this is their first missionary journey. And sometimes opposition, I mean, opportunity is going to meet some misconceptions and some misunderstandings and some refusal to understand what is being uh, presented. Some are going to um, be stuck in what they previously believed and won't change when they hear the gospel message. Some opposition is going to be blatant persecution where people are going to try to kill you and the message that you are presenting. Despite this, even though this first journey is meeting all types of opposition, Paul and Barnabas are not ceasing. They are continuing, okay? And so we must do this as well, okay? I want you to remember, resist the temptation to be praised by men. Remember how quickly that people can change when others come and instigate. You know, the, you remember, all right? All, all people need is someone to just say something negative about you and then they can change their view about you. Or they can stir others against you. Stay faithful to God. Give him the glory even when it seems like you're being silenced or you're being canceled, remember that whatever God has called you to, he will bring you through. He, It is he who has uh, begun the good work in you, and it is he that will bring it to fruition. He going to bring it all the way to the end. So if you've been knocked down today, hey, I'm going to tell you, get back up and continue the mission. All right? You can do it. Father, thank you so much that even though there may be those who are trying to silence who are trying to silence what you have called us to do, that they cannot silence us because you who have begun a good work will bring it to fruition. You will bring it all the way through. Thank you for being our coverer. Thank you, Father, for giving us the energy, the strength, the life to get up from attacks and to continue the message, Lord, that you have given. I thank you, Lord, for all the opportunities and that you give us the power and strength to stand against the opposition. Opposition. Thank you for helping us, Lord. All right. This has been your daily dose. Remember, a daily dose of God's word is good for the soul. Be blessed. Mm-hmm.